Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. came in as a request from a K-Drama School podcast listener. So thank you for your request. And you guys, if you guys ever have a K-Drama request, just name it. Just mention it in the comments on Instagram or, you know, you can email me at kdramaschool at gmail.com. But I'm reading them. I'm listening. I hear you. So just let me know if there's something you want me to cover or if you guys have a question or something like that. The School Nurse Files is a Netflix original. And this came out as a, it's it's not even written as a K-drama. It's written as like a webisode or like a web series. But um, you can tell that this show is very much a, online internet drama. It's not for a television. It's not for cable or for broadcasting because they curse a lot. I was actually really surprised by how much swearing this show has. Like, oh my goodness, Chung Yumi, I didn't know that you have such a potty mouth, but man, does she have a potty mouth. This show has uh, several elements that make it wildly unique, but it is perhaps the most unique Korean drama I have ever seen in my entire life. Like, it is really bad shit. It is really out there. It is based on a book written by Jung Serang called The School Nurse Files or School Nurse Anunyong. And it is about this woman named Eunyong who can see spirits or aura but they're in the shape of jellies so she can basically like understand or gauge your energy through like a it, it looks like a physical specimen before her eyes so she's she's a, a clairvoyant she's a gifted person she's like a psychic person she's somebody who has a sixth sense and she is serving within her community as a school nurse to watch over high school kids. So that is her service. And then you have this young man, Hong Inpyo, played by uh, Nam Ju Hyuk, who is in so many Korean dramas, but he has this special like force field that is protecting him. So um, Anan Young is getting a lot of energy or rejuvenation or recharge through him by being physically close to him. Um, there's a character I find really fascinating on this show, Pek Hemin, the student who comes in and she eats the little mites, right? There's like a mite invasion. She's not even a she. I mean, I, I guess it would be closer to refer to them as they, them, theirs. This is a non-gender binary being who uh, comes into existence because of a need. Like there's a need on the campus and they come into existence, right? Like there's a very like queer gender sort of look about this character, Hemin. Uh, I thought it was fascinating that this person uh, comes into being uh, for the first time as a woman. And so they're basically saying like, I'm genderless, 
but this is my first time in a woman's body, right? So you have all this like trans queer sort of uh, suggestions, not even suggestions, like it's part of the character points. Um, and I thought that was very progressive and unique and interesting. I thought it was a fascinating way to explore this topic of queerness. And there's queer love, like, you know, you have the the student uh, Radi, Radi uh, fall in love with Himin and they end up together, right? And they also get persecuted at one point on the show for being lesbians, right? People question them and call them crazy, but Radi is very, you know, as she claims to be, she's radical, right? I don't know, like it's it's got so many uh, layers to it, but it's such a short series. It's only six episodes. This show is directed by a very well-known um, Korean woman director named Yi Kyungmi. She wrote and directed one of my favorite movies, which is called Crush and Blush, and it stars Kong Hyojin, one of my favorite actresses of all time. Crush and Blush is like just as bizarre, just as bizarre of a movie as this show, School Nurse Files. It's a really strange movie. Um, it kind of reminded me of like one of Park Chan-wook's earlier films. He did this movie called I'm a Cyborg and That's Okay, which totally flopped in the box office. Like nobody, nobody talks about it, but it's a, it's got a huge, um, like Hallyu star base, like Rain is in it, P is in it, and um, you have uh, Im Soo-jung as the co-star. So you have these huge star actors and they're in this bizarre movie. And um, you know, Park Chan-wook and, and Lee Kyung-mi, they have a kind of a relationship, like mentor-mentee sort of relationship. But I, I love Lee Kyung-mi's unique style. She's definitely a stylistic filmmaker. I would say her style leans into the gross. Like you have gross humor, right? You find that oftentimes in Nickelodeon. In Nickelodeon shows like SpongeBob has gross humor, like Ren and Stimpy has gross humor. I'm not sure if, the, if Lee Kyung-mi's style is gross humor per se, but she's definitely fascinated with the gross. She's fascinated with like stickiness, uh, fluids. Yeah, she's into she's into that kind of realm. And you definitely get a lot of that through sound, through imagery. And it's like, well, what does it signify? What what does this these sort of creatures that, that she sees, that this character sees, that nobody else sees, like what does this signify? What is it significant for? You know? You have you have one of the greatest actresses of all time on this show playing a shaman, okay? And that's Munsori. One of the best performances that I've ever seen is in a film by Yi Chang-dong called Oasis. And uh, Munsori was so committed in that movie. It's an amazing film. If you ever have the time, please check out Oasis by Yi Chang-dong. It's one of my favorite films. Yeah, so you have Jung Yumi and you have Munsori and you have Nam Ji-hyuk. That's like, this is like fucking star power right there. Um, and they're all such amazing actors, such gifted actors. And I thought for such a bizarre show, these three held their own. I thought they did a great job. I think this show is way too weird to ever become mainstream. Like, even though it was on Netflix for a couple years, I avoided it. Like, I tried watching it for a little bit and I was like, no, this is too fucking weird. And I stopped. And then once I got the comment, I decided to go back and re-explore it. And I'm glad that I got the suggestion because I ended up quite enjoying many, many facets of it. Um, but yeah, 
Yi Gyeongmi, really, really, I mean, she's a she's an auteur. I would I would give Yi Gyeongmi auteur status for this uh, show. And um, yeah, check out Crush and Blush if you guys ever have the time. I'm sure you could find it on Drama Cool or something like that. But it's a really weird and fascinating movie. I'm into the weird. If you're gonna be weird, be weird. You know, like if you're gonna be fucking afraid and just copy somebody else, then yeah, you're not being brave. You know, Yi Gyeongmi is a brave auteur. She's a brave director and she's got chops. I, I give her, I give her credit. Today I'm going to be talking to Nalani Sharma. She is a Los Angeles-based clown, actress, filmmaker, writer, amazing performer, improv comedian. She's really talented. Uh, I met her through Mike Rose. Uh, Mike Rose was also on this podcast and we were just having dinner, but like there was something about her that I was just like, she's hilarious. I want to get to know her better, right? And I know she has a show at the Elysian Theater next month, uh, November 21st. And I believe November 20th and 21st, tickets will go on sale soon. So keep a lookout for that. If you're in Los Angeles, look for Nalani Sharma's name at the Elysian Theater and buy your ticket to her one woman show. It should be amazing. Let's talk to Nalani Sharma. Yeah, happy to be here. I like your professional VO booth. <laughs> Thank you. It's it's my closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> closet. I think there's a slight lag, but it shouldn't be too bad. Um is there this platform's tricky sometimes yeah it's very very slight it should be okay um, okay all right how are you doing today i'm good i'm good uh you know mid friday afternoon little kickback <laughs> so i'm glad like this is here to like pump me back into the rest of the day you know yeah yeah i get it it's, it's sort of the the tricky thing about like the freelance artist's life it's you know yeah like i it, it, my i'm responsible for my energy levels you know and it's like sometimes <laughs> i just i don't feel like bringing it up right i just feel like yeah <laughs> exactly i mean totally there's like it. Yeah, I was like, should I take a nap? But then if I take a nap, like, you know, uh -huh. sometimes the whole day is gone. Uh -huh. It's just, I, yeah. you know, kind of, yeah. I don't know. And yeah. today it's like a little cloudy. I feel like watching a movie, um, mm -hmm. you know, one of those days. <laughs> so yeah. what what like, movie would you have seen? Um, good question. I actually have like a list of movies that I've been wanting to see. Like, um, you know, what movie I saw the other day was, uh, this is so embarrassing. Uh, I haven't seen it before, but Apocalypse Now, uh, Francis Ford oh. Coppola. Yeah. 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 Have you How seen you it? Like it? It's really intense. Um, it is very intense and see it's like one of those films that it's like homework like life's homework and i've tried to watch that movie a total of 12 times in my life and i could never get through it 
I have I to also, find I it's still I'm still determined to do it. It's like, you know, it's like it's like Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, yeah. The yeah. Shining. You know, there yeah. are these movies and um I watched The Shining last year, so that's that's, that's good. But yeah, Apocalypse Now it's still how that was the experience was... other than it being intense? I mean that I t it took me a couple tries to like really like finish it, you know, and it did feel towards the end. I was like, yeah, this is life homework. You put it perfectly. I'm like, yeah, it's not even just cinematic homework. It's like life homework, <laughs> you know, um, and but. I mean, in the beginning, like the, I really enjoyed like the start of it all because it shot on film, you know? Yeah. And I like really, really miss things being shot on film. Like, even yeah. though I've never shot anything on film, you know, in, in our generation and yeah. in, in my experience, but like, I was like, I was feeling so nostalgic yeah. about like those those days are like that era of movie making a little bit um yeah uh, it was it felt more like there was no like shade you know there was no like you know in this like the digital wor world you have this sort of like layer on the actors and mm -hmm. on the people but in film, you don't, and it's like a little bit more raw and it's more intense and it's more vulnerable, like in a way. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. I, I kind of wish yeah. we had that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still available, but it's costly. And yeah. the, the way to do it, I think, is, is you have to find the right producer who's willing to, you know, like go to bat for you to make it happen. And I yeah. think it's still possible, but it's just like, you know, even finding the DP who still, who knows how to work with that kind of material. It's another yeah. thing. Um, have you seen, have you seen The Master? Yeah. Yeah. With Joaquin right? Phoenix, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh my uh -huh. God! And Philip Seymour, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a movie! Yeah, what a movie! But he was like, what a movie! Like you know, Paul Thomas Anderson had the luck of having this producer who said, mm -hmm. "Okay, you want to shoot this on seventy-two millimeter? Sure, mm -hmm. let's do it." Mm -hmm. And he fucking did it, and yeah. um. Yeah, so it's doable. It's doable. It's just, you know, like yeah, yeah. don't give up the dream. Do it. <laughs> it will it will one day happen for you because you know, you yeah. have this romantic feeling for it. You have a love yeah. for it. So why, you know, why not? Yeah. Right? Like Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know what? I won't give up on it. I won't give up on this dream, Grace. <laughs> like yes. I'll hold on to it. Keep I'll it. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Some, someday it, it would be more badass yeah it would be more badass for a woman to do it you know because like um you know like even like the coen brothers like you know that movie um yeah it's like a really sad movie but uh fuck it has isaac oscar isaac in it i think you know this film 
Um, you know what I'm referring to? I I do. I don't. I'm a little. I'm yeah, terrible yeah. with names, and but John Goodman is in it, and you know. Anyway, yeah, they shot that on. They shot that on 16 millimeter. You know, mm-hmm. like it's you know these like unique opportunities that seem uh, available to these like white auteur dude bros. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like. Any any cinephile, any film nerd, filmmaker nerd, has that dream, and it's like when a really? when a woman has it, it's like it should be, yeah. yeah, yeah, fucking don't give it up, do it. Oh my god, yeah, you know what? <laughs> You've given me new life. <laughs> Forget Friday afternoon nap. <laughs> I'm gonna go make a shot yeah. list. <laughs> Yes, do it, do it, do it. You know, you could even write down like what size of the film you want, you know? Yeah. Like what which one you, know, you could pick. And fucking yeah. one of the things that I, I loved about that Coen Brothers movie, the one that they shot on 16, is like they hired a, a French DP um mm-hmm. who's like worked on 16 millimeter films mm-hmm. before and he he they did a test shoot. And then the DP was like, oh, I did this incorrectly. I need to do it again. So he does another test shoot and he's like, oh, I fucked it up again. I have to do it again. He does another one. And then he was like, this whole time I've been doing it correctly. I just forgot that this is what 16 millimeter looks like. Because, (sighs) um, you know, I, I don't know if you remember, but that movie has like sort of like a dreamy sort of foggy glow around it yeah. like a dreamy sort of glow yeah. and um that's how that's what 16 that's like a like a quality yeah. of 16 millimeter and he was just like our eyes have forgotten that this is the norm and so it looks like a mistake isn't oh that fascinating my god that's <laughs> that is fascinating <laughs> The whole movie people are watching and like it's foggy um yeah yeah story is great but it's like foggy <laughs> like can you imagine yeah was you there know? a fog machine the whole yeah, time was there- yeah. <laughs> who was the gaffer that was fucking the shit up but no Someone it was needed a ring light that was um, the look yeah yeah <laughs> like what were they doing yeah 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 no but that was that's how it was supposed to look so yeah man like pick pick the size of the film that you want yeah i'm excited for you yeah i'm also i would love i actually i watched uh, (laughs) you gotta you gotta write a script that'll that'll you know um maximize the potential of that film yes yes totally yeah yeah oh my god look at us look at us giving birth right now (laughs) i know i literally for those listening i have my hands up like (laughs) warrior mode oh my god yeah Yeah. spread wide open yeah totally (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna like write let's light incense Yeah, where are the candles yeah, at? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! 
Light them up. Yeah. Gather all the crystals. Fucking do it. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dear Lord, give me a brilliant story idea right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let it let it come. Let it strike us. Um, yeah. You know, I, I watched your, while, while you were working on your microphone thing, it gave me some time to uh, watch your short film, uh, Garbage. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. It Dang. was great. Yeah, that was a few years ago. Like, yeah, this is, yeah. I'm like, this is weird. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like waiting for people to say the word weird because I don't want to feed it to people, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like a oh, it's slice great. of life. Yeah, yeah. And I made made that with my former comedy partner at the time. It was also lovely. Um, it was so fun. We shot that in a day. Talk about like guerrilla filmmaking, like. We didn't have shooting permits. We didn't have like, you know, our DP. Oh my God. It's a brilliant DP. He's now like, he's now blowing up, but he shot that on this like dinky ass camera and made it look so good. I mean, I say dinky ass, but it's like a Panasonic, like a handheld, like this thing. And it was just so, and our producer, who is actually the DP's wife now, um, was so on top of it. That mm-hmm. that little short, like that one day thing, really, I was like, man, I love the movies and I love making comedic films. Like, you know what I mean? Just stories, just, yeah. I just love the whole process, beginning to end. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. It is fun. I thought it was really, no, like, uh, all of that is, yeah, like, shooting in a day, because it, the look of it is very, like, high quality, I was like, this looks really beautiful, you know, like, even the framing, you know, like, those more, like, the long distance shots of, like, you guys on the bench, like, each other, you know, (laughs) it was all just, like, really beautifully, beautifully framed, um, Yeah, and like uh, both of your characters are so like relatable, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's like everybody's everybody's had that situation where they get into a fight with like a partner, and it's like you know, like that rage that you feel, like yeah. it sucks, you know. But then they do come back. <laughs> like you do have to get back in the car, you know. Like that that is really. You, you have to go back home eventually you know that's relatable um but even even like when when your character turns around it just starts a fight with somebody else because she's in a bad mood you know like that too is like so human and relatable and um i love the way that the other character like (laughs) handled it you know it's like this is a wrestle but also like it's it's almost it's almost as if like um because we all have that like that bench character we all have somebody like her in us you know mm-hmm. it's like you your ego feels like kicking and punching and screaming right now but mm-hmm. what your ego really needs is to be held real tight and fed some fucking chicken or yeah <laughs> <laughs> it is so right? 
True. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, I mean, I think you like kind of like nailed it with the ego battle and that's something, you know, obviously all of us face and me is, you know, especially like I had, you know, kind of really had to work through that. Like, God, can I just like yeah. tell myself it's like, all right, you know, like, yeah. And it's really, it was really right. interesting. Like I, I love the relationship with, with the two women, like, and that mood when you just want to mm -hmm. pick a fight and you're like, you know what? Today's the day. Today's the day I can kick anyone's ass. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. you don't know what you're capable no. of. You don't know what you're not capable of your limitations, you know, and then people surprise you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it was like a it's like a strange and pleasant surprise it's like this lady is like it's like okay she's engaging you it's almost as she has like no choice because you know your your character is just like focused determined yeah. to say she's giving you a look and she's asking for it but exactly. you know, obviously like your character is just like i just want to fucking kick somebody's ass yeah and get into this weird tussle and then it turns into something else and that's actually very that moment was very clown-like, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that was... No, totally. It was like around, beginnings was like, of... I think that was this. That was before I started clowning. And uh, that was also when I really... I was like, man, I really love whatever's happening here. You know, it's such an innocent but intense mo moment, which is so clown. It's like innocent and... It is so clown. Uh, mount monstrous at the same time um which is what yes. i love about the exactly. art form so exactly. yeah 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 tell me tell me more about your clown journey because i just know from your instagram um you have golier's name there he's a very big name oh, yeah. in the clown world but yeah tell me about your your clown journey a little bit yeah totally it's um it started i mean <clears throat> i was an improviser first, like every, uh, like LA, you know, it's LA was the, mm -hmm. I feel like Chicago and then LA became like the golden age of improv. And, you know, um, I didn't, I wasn't part of the New York scene, really. I was doing theater when it was there, but in LA, I started doing improv and I mm -hmm. fell in love with it. And, you know, years go by. And then, um, one of my, um, so my duo, we used to perform with this other duo called Jetso um, that was with Chad Damiani and Juzo, uh, two incredible clowns. I love Juzo. Yeah. Juzo. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what a, what a soul. Um, and I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember watching those two and those two used to work so great together. And, and I remember being like, huh, it's, this is different. It's the same, but it's different, you know, uh, like same yeah. source, you know, but it's different. And I just loved, like when I watched Juzo, like, and Chad, like how present they were. And it was a different level than improvisers, the presence. And it was, there was this trust. And I was like, what is that? And then um, I yeah. saw Natalie Palamides's one woman her first one woman show laid did you ever see that 
Mm-hmm. And I, I only saw her Netflix special. Oh, Nate, which is the second, her second one. But I saw her very first one that yeah. she did. It was late. It was just about this <laughs> egg hatching. And, um, <laughs> and it went into this whole thing. And I remember sitting in that audience and I remember being like, I don't know what the fuck I just saw, but (laughs) I want to be able to do that. (laughs) Like I just, and you know, and I've told Natalie this too. And it's so funny how far, yeah, how I've now a clown. Um, I'd never imagine, you know, when you say things like that and then it actually like happens. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. And it's so funny. I, and I I just remember thinking that. And then uh, and then all of it and I, you know, kept, you know, doing the stuff, grinding and all that. And then Chad won out of nowhere, like one day was like, Nulls, I'm doing this like live direct. I'm, you know, I, you know, live direct these clowns. And do you want to just jump in the fire? See see what you think clowning um and i'm like sure yeah because you know i had remembered natalie's show and their show and i was like yeah and i remember that night when i was performing you know chad had sort of guides you into like clowning and and i was performing that and i was like yeah i knew it like this is it like this yeah. is this is the yeah. shit <laughs> like yeah. it's it's so raw and so just you have to be there you have to be present 100% and if you're not you miss a moment and yeah. i just feel like clowning doesn't allow you to do that you can't miss a moment and right. um Oh man, I was hooked. After that night, I was hooked. And then I, of course, heard about Golier and the Idiot Workshop. And I just kind of like, you know, bumbled around a little bit. And then um, Golier was on my bucket list and the pandemic hit. And uh, a year in, I think I, I kept doing like stuff on Zoom, like clowning workshops on Zoom. And then I was like, you know what? In 2021, I was like, I'm going to go. I'm just going to go. And so I went to um, Golier and then got hooked. I was like, yup, this is still like, this is what I want to do. And then, yeah, spent months there. I ended up spending months there. So, yeah, Yeah. that's sort of how. And then now I came back and I had ideas. I got ideas for my solo show there. Um, and, uh, when I came back, I started kind of being a sub for a clown zoo here that they perform in and, and, and then really kind of honing in on my solo show too, spending energy on that. So that's sort of where I'm at so far. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. I love that, you know, you said that you were going to do it and that you ended up doing it, but it's like today we said, you're going to shoot on film and that's gonna happen too you know it's oh my gosh like Like, i oh my god (laughs) i cannot wait (laughs) 
I don't know when that's going to be. You know what I mean? Because it did take years from when I saw Natalie's first show. It took like six years later. I'm here. But like, <laughs> so I don't it know flies when. flies by. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Time yeah. does fly. Yeah. And, you know, it's I, I'm so by. like, it's so funny with age and everything. I'm like, I don't know what time is i don't know i'm like oh i'm still alive great <laughs> like <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 no 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 it's it's you know like i love i love like those uh oh speaking of movies maybe you've seen it uh arrival you know that film i love arrival Was it's that such a good movie right it's and so uh good. I mean, it's so beautiful. I don't think it was shot on film, but it looks, it looks, it has a kind of a look, but uh, I love like what they say about time in that movie. Like time is not like linear time yeah. kind of runs in all different directions. Mm -hmm. um, time doesn't just move forward. It moves like in all different directions. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so fucking profound. You know? yes. <laughs> I just been, been kind of, <laughs> going with that oh like, yeah. yeah yeah man time as yeah. language that is fucking next level oh, shit i love it so next level and, uh, right yes so, we're not even so, high right now this you know is it's like the, no this is this is just like <laughs> this, is just this, us. Is this is just how we are yeah, yeah. yeah. this is just us uh no, like <laughs> The, the, ex the excitement that we feel for the prospect of you shooting on film that we feel <laughs> now, right? It's like, we're just buzzing, feeling it because yeah. it's gonna, it's, it's about to happen in however, yeah. however much time will take, you know, but um, yeah, like, you know, I, I know a lot of people go to Golier and I know a lot of people train with him. What is like the one big takeaway from that experience that informed your clowning and mm -hmm. that informs your, cause I, I, I plan on going to see your solo show. It's, it's next month, right? It's in November. Yes. November 20th and 21st. Yeah. yeah. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. I plan on seeing I plan on seeing your show. I was like so excited because when we were having dinner for Mike's birthday, yeah. um, you know, you were you were seated kind of like a little bit away from me, but like I was like, she's funny. Like there's something <laughs> about her that's like she's like she's like unique. <laughs> I was like, there's something unique about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, My mother says the same wanna, thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah except in a different yeah term. yeah yeah you're unique hun <laughs> no 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 you're this is like a, a lovable unique it's like um i was like i want to i was like whatever she's working on i want to go and see it you know it was like Whoa. that kind of thing and they were like oh like solo show solo show and i was like oh i'm gonna go see that like i already was determined um Amazing. but yeah what was like the big takeaway from your from your training with Golier, that's like informing your clown sort of, you know, MO today? Mm -hmm. I think like the most sort of recent one that 
as I was like developing the solo show and all that, because I know that I already have like heart and I have the funny. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things he really like harps on is not to be boring. <laughs> and it's a very like kind of direct in your face, like don't be boring. And like at first, you know, even as comedians, when someone says that to you, you're like, uh, okay, like, you know, you kind of like clamp up a little bit or they could be a tendency to like shut down. Um, so my biggest kind of, I've kept being like, wait a minute, now let's flip that around. Like, yeah, like fucking challenge yourself. Don't be fucking boring. Have an interesting idea. And then if it fails, great. Okay. Well, it failed. And then you own up to it. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Um, it was, it, so it wasn't the lesson. Like, I feel like he was teaching was not the statement of don't be boring. It's like, okay, well, how do you handle when someone tells you don't be boring or, you know, like, what is that? Like the step beyond it. Um, and that's entertainment. Like to entertain is Mm. to not be boring. Um, and so that's something I'm always like thinking. I'm like every 10 seconds, I think, I don't know if Goliath was saying this, someone in every 10 seconds, you know, something new, a little bit fresh and it doesn't have to be big. It can be subtle, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting because it's to me, cause you know, our, what brings me joy is the audience having a good time. And so, yeah, yeah like <laughs> you know what i mean like so that's i think oh. one of my biggest takeaways right now is something as i work on my show or anything i'm just like all right entertain like or keep it you know keep the ball up yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like uh-huh. don't sure. go into like sure. you know yeah self-involved uh that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. That's when it starts again. Yes, go. yes, yes. Right, right. Yeah. When, when the performer is up there, and then they start falling into their own little hole. Yeah. And it's like, why are you abandoning us? Why are you <laughs> abandoning the audience? You know. Exactly. Um, it's, it's actually a really good practice for people who deal with like trauma, because people with trauma, they'll oftentimes disassociate like Mm. they'll do it in a million a million different ways but they will do it Mm. and that's not being Mm. present that's going somewhere else usually Mm. to the past um Mm. and or or they're escaping it's a flight moment they're escaping the moment by going somewhere else and as you say it's like you're gonna miss out on something something could Mm -hmm. be happening you're gonna miss out on something and uh, being a clown is always being grounded and engaging in the game of the moment. Yes. And also maintaining maintaining joy uh, because disassociating is not joy. That's disengaging and that's, you know, numbing out. Um, 
Totally. And it's almost like you're abandoning abandoning your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's something so powerful yeah. about clowning. I, I took just one clown workshop at the LA Clown School with David Bridal, and it was, like, yeah. so, like... Uh, eye-opening for me because I'm a stand-up I'm I'm just a stand-up comedian mm -hmm. that's that's what I am mm -hmm. and um you know like I don't I'm not trying to improv like I don't know anything about you know any of that but uh like yeah I was like oh it's not just about me up here using my words like the training was so important for me in that they were like don't talk you can use your expressions physically Mm -hmm. Or you can make sounds, but you don't get to use your words, <laughs> uh -huh. you know? So yeah. you're, you're just committed to being either an, a toddler or an animal. And that's <laughs> all you can be. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and, and those two, those two beings, a toddler or animal, are the things that create the most joy for audiences yeah. and so uh for me it was like such a profound experience and um yeah i i love what you say like being in the moment yeah 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 that's mm, so true I, like that. I mean everything you're saying is absolutely resonating with me as well and perhaps why i kind of also really got stuck you know kind of got in got addicted or whatever this is to clowning or drawn to it is because it just does force you to just not abandon your life. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I remember I, like you, you speaking of dinner the other day, like I remember being just very present at dinner that day. Like I was very like, you know, really enjoying Mike and like, you know, Eric and these new people in front of me and the food. I was just like taking everything in, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that's why like my spirit, you saw it. You were like, that's my pure spirit. And that's why I feel like you were like, she's yeah. unique. <laughs> well, because I was just present. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't doing anything, you know? Yeah. I was just taking right. in my my world um, mm -hmm. uh, that evening, mm -hmm. particularly, I remember, because I mean, I've also been on the flip side where I'm not present, where I am escaping and I'm in my head and I'm and it's it's uh, miserable. One, it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. Two, other people are just like, yeah. wow you know, are irritated by you, right? Like, yeah. I feel like people are like, right. oh, God, right. she's not here. What? That means they don't give right. a shit about me. They don't give a shit about themselves. It's just right. not a good feeling all in all. Um, so uh -huh. I do feel like it's totally helped me too, as a human being. Um, just like, all right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> like no that, that, that evening yeah yeah yeah, that yeah. no that's such a good like 
that's such a good life hack you know it's like because oftentimes when we go when we go out and we meet new people or you know it's like a, a friend's birthday so it's like an event or yeah you know there's like oh like what am i gonna say what am yeah. i gonna how am i gonna come off da, 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 da. like that's fear of potential that's anxiety that's fear of whatever might happen but rather than that it's like you could always flip the switch and just say i'm just gonna ground myself in this moment with what is in front of me yeah which is what clowning is that's all you can do it's like whatever that fucking in front of you that's all you have turn it into a game right now <laughs> you know yeah and, you know it's like totally. that's a good life hack that's genuinely a good life yeah. hack. This is all I have. What do I, how can I turn this into a game? Um, and <laughs> you know, I was just laughing because um, remember when I came back from the bathroom and I was like, oh my God, the bathroom here is so nice. <laughs> and I kept going on and on and on. <laughs> yes, that was unforgettable. Um, uh, Grace, were you in the handicap bathroom? <laughs> this is so spacious. You're like, it was so spacious. Oh my God, there's like a ramp. Oh, and so <laughs> like, luxurious. It's so luxurious. Wow, Mike, you picked an incredible spot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you're just like that's the handicap bathroom like you idiots <laughs> morons i was like oh my god i mean that oh my so god cool. i could not that's so clown like walking into like the like... spacious thing and like taking it in and just being like holy shit this is this is five-star hotel service <laughs> <laughs> oh you're like God. there's an elevator oh. in the <laughs> oh my god it was so, so good that was, I was so good. oh like that is so good it's like it's like i pranked myself and i was like yeah. oh, that was so good <laughs> No, but like, I, like I had encouraged you to go to. I was like, check out yeah. the bathroom in here. Oh my gosh! And you, you went and you came back. You were like, it was really nice. And then Deirdre was like, that was a fucking handicap Like you're like Tweedledee, and you told Tweedledum to go check it out. And I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> and then, uh, then the straight person came out, <laughs> and they were like, wow. Oh, oh my god oh that oh, was so god. funny oh. what a revelation yeah so oh, good yeah. um okay okay so uh are you are you trained in uh did you go to film school like what what makes you such a film nerd like you're into the whole filmmaking process oh i know i never went to film school i never went to like any formal like well i did go to like uh i mean obviously i went to emory university and i majored in bio um, and um, I had, uh, then I went, or uh, my creative training was in New York. 
I did like a Meisner, like um, two year thing. Um, but um, I was just, I've always been, stuff. yeah, serious acting stuff. Um, but I've always been like, uh, I've loved the movies. I just loved the movies. And, and I, I'm one of those people, I think, you know, I, I pick up stuff as I go along. Um, and yeah. so with yeah. filmmaking, I know I've said it prematurely, but I did this at Natalie's show too. So, <laughs> um, somehow this, you know, you can build on skills and you learn and, and I do deep dive all the time. I like, I'm definitely such a purist about learning. Um, mm. I, I don't like to cut corners or anything. So, um, when it comes to like learning um, that, that I, uh, yeah, yeah, quite a typical nerd in that way. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have a passion for it. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think to me, it comes with my connection to the audience. Like whether you're watching a movie or a clown show, it's entertainment. And I want a story to be the most powerful as it can be. And that to me is exciting. Like it's yes. like a puzzle for me, you know, it's like, okay, how can the puzzles fit yeah. in the best way? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Filmmaking, I feel like, yeah. has all these other components too. Like, like you were saying, like, oh, what yeah. story would hit that sixteen millimeter? You know what I mean? What story would, yeah, would the sixteen millimeter yeah. like really be able to elevate? You know, yeah, that someone yeah. being like, yeah, sixteen millimeter was the way to tell this was part of the puzzle for this. You know. Uh huh. Uh, uh, or was it 72 exactly. or, yeah, it's like, uh huh, yeah, everything is part of yeah. that puzzle. So it's really exciting to me. It is. And, and, and I think, I think filmmaking is like puzzling pieces of individuals together, right? It's like, oh, mm -hmm. like so-and-so is so good at editing. So-and-so is so good with costume design and this so-and-so is great with sound design. It's like it's like people puzzle, you know, like yeah. taking whatever skill that they're the absolute best in mm -hmm. and then making it connect with your vision. Um, that's what makes it so like fun and also yeah. so challenging and at times mm -hmm. so heartbreaking because it's like mm -hmm. people, you know, it's individuals. Yeah. Um, but yeah i i also love cinema for that because it's like um <clears throat> they, they used to call like hollywood a dream factory right because mm. a movie is like a dream mm -hmm. you're like watching a dream and uh you know whatever whatever you dream in your mind it's like f with film you could transfer that into a physical reality in yeah. the physical space and yeah. to me, there's like nothing more like wild than that. It's so fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. That's. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's part of the thing that I feel like drives us as, you know, our uh, creative people that we're just like, oh, uh, yeah. Everything that you don't see, we can see now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool.
I like that statement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I, I, I do this on, on, my, on all of my podcasts, but I usually mm -hmm. uh, do like a series of flashcard questions based on a specific Korean drama. And uh, <laughs> okay. just, uh, just kind of knowing you, your, your aura, your general vibe, Mm -hmm. uh, I picked the weirdest Korean drama that <laughs> uh, K-drama has ever seen. It is wildly distinct. It is unlike any other Korean drama that has ever existed. Uh, it's very, very uh, different and special. So... <laughs> Awesome. It's, it's basic. This is basically it's basically an improv game. So I just ask you, like, I just give you a scenario, mm -hmm. and you are this character. Mm -hmm. And what would you do if you were in this situation and these things are happening? So you just answer that, okay? Okay. Okay. So uh, the show I'm basing this on is called The School Nurse Files, which is on Netflix. Okay. Uh, let's say you're a school. Yeah, let's say you're a school nurse at a high school. Uh, your name is Eunyoung. Okay. And you have this ability to see energies and aura, but mm -hmm. they are in the shape and form of like jellies and little jelly creatures and monsters. Like mm -hmm. other people can't see them, but you can see them. And you mm -hmm. can also see that these jelly things do affect human beings. Okay. Okay. But... You meet a male teacher at your school. Mm -hmm. he's, a, he's a high school teacher. His name is Inpyo. And he has this like force field surrounding him, like a little bubble that surrounds him. Mm -hmm. And every time you go near him or you touch him, you can feel this like healing energy recharge you with like such extreme force and euphoria. But you yeah. know, he's practically a stranger. All right. Yeah. So even though you want to be close, you can't really be touching him all the time. What do you do? Oh, and so I can't see what his jellies are. Right? Like... He he has an aura around him. So it's, mm -hmm. it's protecting him from any jelly attacks. So mm -hmm. he has like a protective shield around him at all times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it gives me energy. When yeah, I... if you touch him, it gives you this euphoric healing energy like you get high from it yeah. whoa whoa okay and so <laughs> yeah amazing um <laughs> is it depleting him in any way nope no not at all okay. well i would say like <laughs> first of all want to marry him so I'm going to try to, <laughs> what, if he's like healing me all the time, like I want him around all the time. <laughs> and so I'm going to um, probably try to seduce him in my own way. Um, yeah. I might like maybe take him to like, to like a water feature, like I'm thinking like a lake, you know? where maybe maybe underwater his like thing doesn't work you know his oh. like energy shield doesn't work and then i can like you know we uh -huh. can go 
slowly, like I would like start skinny dipping. Do they skinny dip in Korean dramas? Oh my goodness. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) you're like, uh, (laughs) well, I just think, you know, start right now. (laughs) I'm going to email the producers. Um, yeah, and then I'd be like, I feel like his guard, quote unquote, is down, you know, and then that's where mm-hmm. I'll make a little move. It's going to be very subtle, you know. Oh, my. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I think, I feel like my jellies will have a little clamp, if you will, and then he'll be addicted forever. And oh then. My. I think that might be really nice. Now, is the jelly thing the only superpower I have? Is it okay? What I mean by jellies is, um, they're they're just like creatures that are floating around all the time. Like yeah. whatever aura or energy that people have, they exist in the form of jellies, or you see them in the form of jellies. Like if somebody has like a good vibe going, then they have yeah. these like nice cute jellies that are coming off emanating off of them if somebody is like in a bad shitty mood or they have evil intention then there's like bad jellies in the shape of monsters like attacking other people and stuff so Ooh. you're able to see them is what, uh, what your power so, is and you oh can. my gosh so when i have taken him into the lake and we're both naked and his guard is down <laughs> um I see his jelly, which is like, <laughs> okay, that <laughs> came off wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, like the fantasy jelly, <laughs> his jelly, like, rises. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. His like, he's like, you know, uh attracted jelly to me is like rises up from the lake you know what i mean and like my good vibe jellies rise from the lake and they both are like in the air like you know kissing and like making out and like we're just sort of like still and standing there but our jellies are like above the lake like going at it like going at it so that way it's like the humans are just sort of like still and like coy, but like their inner beast is just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it turns out his jelly is really oh. big because he's like, <laughs> <laughs> his fantasy jelly is really big. I clarify because he's worked so hard to like, you know, guard it with this like shield that when he finally lets it down, it's like a monster. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my. I think that's what happens in this episode. This is what I would do. I think, um, yeah, no, what an, that's an epic episode. Uh, let's, let's continue. continue. (laughs) Um, Let's say, let's say that uh, you're the same school nurse. You're you're in young again. You you sense there's some kind of disturbance in the basement of the school. So you go down there, 
mm-hmm. and you open the basement it's full of like these these jellyfish like stingers they're like floating around and you're just like ah you're getting rid of them and inpyo mm-hmm. that guy that you like he's also coming through with you but you can see his aura shield it's like these other jellyfish are sort of bouncing off of it like he's impenetrable you know he's yeah. just like one of these yeah. lucky dudes like nothing is gonna hurt him mm-hmm. uh you guys go into the basement you find like a slab of ancient stone with like mm-hmm. some words written on it and he opens it and there's like some intense aura like pool of energy just like shooting out from it and all the students in the school start laughing hysterically they're like out of their minds crazy and they're Whoa. all running upstairs to the rooftop and they start they try to hurl themselves off the roof <gasps> what do you do oh my god dang it's like the aura is like a cult leader and it's like brainwashing everyone to jump off the roof and kill themselves okay exactly well I would have to go into the stone because that's the source. So I'm going to jump in there and turns out it's this endless well. Right. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Geronimo, like skydiving down through this well. And like, I like enter probably this like different dimension um i see a different Uh dimension here because where is this like cult leader hiding you know um Uh uh-huh you know and it's like the cult leader that's like sort of melted away and like all that's left of this this being is like maybe like yeah i feel like a like a little pinky finger you know like Uh. cut off pinky (laughs) And, <laughs> and like, I'm like searching the depths of this, this well for this, like, something looking for a clue. And then finally, I spot this like cut off finger. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. and it's like all this, like, the big, like, aura thing is like coming out of that little thing, that little pinky finger. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's so yeah. powerful that you know what i have to do yeah i have to convert like i have to morph into one of my jellies (laughs) (laughs) you know like one of my jellies that's coming out of me i like Uh morph into it so then i can like slither around to get to the little pinky guy because the pinky guy i'm too big so i have to morph into a jelly slither underneath him and I fucking eat the pinky. Yeah. I eat them. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And oh my I eat the little pinky finger. And now that aura that's coming out of him, it's all inside me. So I start oh. to like suck all of that aura back into me. And slowly my jelly morphs back into the school nurse. And I'm as I'm like sucking the aura, I'm like swimming back up the well, you know? <laughs> and and then like I have good intentions. So mm-hmm. the aura that's coming out of me actually, you know, 
telepathically tells all the kids, no, this is not a good idea to jump off the roof. Like, no, your life is worth living. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to do your math homework. Yeah. Like all those thoughts, like (laughs) keep coming back. And like every, you see all the kids like one by one being like, oh, in young, you know, and as I like come up. Each one is like saved, like every, each breath I take, like every student's like, no, my life is worth living. (laughs) (laughs) And like, oh my gosh, I saved the school once again. So did it again. Duh. (laughs) Hello. Got it on six. What else did you expect? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had Um, to do it. That was beautiful. Thank you. You had to do it and you did it. Um, Okay. Wow. That's, uh, that's, that's gorgeous. It was like, wow. I was like, she's, she's taking me on a journey and um, I'm there. Yeah. This is, this is great. I like this ride. Okay. 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 Last question. Okay. Let's say, uh, you you got it correct. This this well is is definitely a cult well, cult energy well. Mm. And there are certain people who also have this shamanic sort of uh you know intuition. Like those people are attracted to that uh aura. Mm. Basically it's like an energy pool. It's this very seductive energy pool. Um mm. and anybody who is of weak constitution or like are very weak morally or uh just they're they're insecure those kinds of people they're very like attracted to that energy source and like it makes them high and crazy okay so um you sense that there's definitely like an energy battle taking place and you know you are of good intention like your Mm -hmm. goal is to help students that's why you're a school nurse and all that right but uh you have a friend she's she's a dear friend to you you guys talk every day right Mm -hmm. um she's a close friend she's also a shaman and she's somebody you trust but turns out she has been leading this negative cult energy people collective Oh. Yeah, yeah. And she's been waging this battle against you this whole time. What do you do? Well, I feel like she, the source of this revenge from her against me, I think comes from our past. Because in high school, I took her boyfriend. Um, oh, when, yeah, I did a bad thing. You know, every human is flawed. Mm. We're not all perfect. And I think I need to make it up to her. You know, mm-hmm. like, I need to somehow either like, ask for forgiveness or like, you know, make it up to her somehow. So I think yeah. what I would do is Well, there happens to be, I have another friend who has this like time machine. And um, so I get the help of him. Um, He's the English teacher. And he like, 
he loves yeah. he loves helping me out whenever I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I'm like, listen, Jack. Um, <laughs> I don't know what he's he's an expat. Um, yeah. I'm like, listen, we got to go back. Um, <laughs> in time to high school where I, you know, I feel really bad. I think the timing was off on the boyfriend thing. I should have waited or just not done that at all. And um, can we go back? And so we go back, we go back to high school prom and I'm there. It's like the 16 year old me and it's a 16 year old her and her boyfriend. This was the night when her boyfriend was like, you know, making eyes and hitting on me uh-huh. and I was like yeah so that moment comes where he's like hey um mm-hmm. what's her name um <laughs> what's her name is in the bathroom and young and young um uh, okay. I'm in young though um my friend is in the bathroom you know you're in young dad- oh yeah your friend's in the bathroom yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um you know I've always really only liked you and and when it actually happened, oh. I kind of fell for it. And I was like, oh my God, because wow. no one's ever liked me like that before and like profess their love. But I knew in the back of my mind it was not the right thing because he was dating my friend at the time. So in this instance, I correct it. I go, hey, mm. thank you for sharing your heart. But this is not cool, bro. Like, not a cool way to go about this like you're dating my friend and she's in the bathroom you can't do this behind her back and then make me look bad and you know what's gonna happen she's gonna freaking like start an evil cult later in the future and like ruin my life so back off anyway and then i throw like this red punch in his face i like make it super clear to him there's no way this is gonna ever work out and then me and jack bounce back in the time travel machine and oh my god that was it suddenly the kids are like back in their classrooms no one was like trying to kill themselves and i was like oh my Mm -hmm. god and I see my friend and she's like baked a, a, this like incredible um, spicy Korean dish that I really love. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, where have you been? I've been looking all over for you. I made this for your, and we we're going to have lunch in the park together. I'm like, oh my God, like it never happened. Like she's a whole different person. So mm. that's that's what I would do. You know, go to the source of the problem, the source of the pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's uh it's very Eastern medicine of you to do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah, half yeah, of the yeah. content. I love it. <laughs> exactly yes mm. i love it uh that's it that's that's th- those are the flashcard questions thank oh you for answering them <laughs> so good incredible incredible so many journeys yes so yes. many journeys 
That's what I'm here yeah. for. The journeys. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're all here for. But um, no, uh, I'm I'm super excited for your show next month. Um, we could plug it. What What's the show called? Yeah, the show's called Until Death. And it's at the Elysian Theater uh, in like, it's on the border of Los Feliz and Silver Lake. Um, Sunday at nine o'clock, Monday at 930. Doors open a half an hour before. Yeah, and tickets will go up pretty soon like next week i'll post on my instagram yay all right amazing um yeah i'm super excited for that i am super excited for your 16 or 72 millimeter movie (laughs) and uh yeah yeah uh thank you so much for for chatting with me this was so fun fun. (laughs) 